welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. Uh, my name is Adam Gatherson. I'm here with Dorian Cody and BJ Thomas. What up? Uh, what up? Hello. <laughs> Say hello, BJ. Hello, hello. So we're, we're here to talk about sports like we're just talking in our backyards. Um, I guess the first topic on the hit list this week is what the hell were the Jets thinking? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I know you played the win the game, as, as the great Herman Edwards once said, but what the hell? <laughs> Look, I love what the Jets were thinking because now my Jags are in first place to get – well, I said first place, but first pick to get Trevor Lawrence. So I, I was so happy when the when I saw the final score was the Jets and Rams game. So I can't complain. Yeah, see, here, here, here's the problem with that, with, with y'all getting us over there, and I'm, I'm happy for you. But, but the, the idea that you're now relying on Mitch Trubisky to actually have a good game against your Jags this week for them to actually beat the Jags, because Mitch Trubisky, he's on his annual, I'm going to put one or two games together, make it all look good before he falls apart, and he just so happens to be playing Jacksonville next week. Yeah. So I think he's thrown for like four or five touchdowns. So he's due for a four or five interception game. And <laughs> it, it happens every season. Oh, ye of little true. faith. <laughs> that is true, right? Um, I, I just think that, um, I mean, I think that the, the Bears defense will step up because, again, um, even though Garner Minshew is starting on Sunday, but I just don't see – well, Doug Marone already said that from here on out, we're going to win every game that we can. I don't see – this would be the game that I would see that the Jags screw it up and we end up winning the game. I'm hoping that's not the case, but we'll definitely see. Yeah, and it's so funny. I've seen people talk online. It's like, well, there are other players. You don't have to just get Trevor Lawrence. You can get um, Justin Fields. And I, I saw that in about this fell out of my chair. Um, you can you can get Trey Lance, and again, that may be just one comment. Um, but no, I mean the 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 crown jewel this year is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He has all the tools, including the mental acuity that you need to be Absolutely. successful in the NFL. And I mean, the comps I've seen are what was it, Andrew Luck and John Elway. I, mean, I I think they're overhyping him, yeah. but he he's up there. Um, the, the the bad thing for for Jack, for Jags fans and for well Trevor Lawrence just in general is the Jags need more than just a quarterback. Absolutely, absolutely. But it starts with the quarterback. What do you say, BJ? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the bigger story here is the NFL's turning into the NBA, and it's sad. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't remember it being like this growing up. I don't remember yeah. teams tanking for people. Yeah. I remember Jimmy Jones, uh, Jimmy Johnson, horn swaggling the Vikings out of draft picks to get people, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember uh, anything like this, and I just don't like it in football. You I know, you're hanging. Any sport. You're hanging. I don't like it in any sport, but the NBA, it, it's set in. It is yeah. the NBA, and it's yeah. sad. But um, you're hanging your hat on a guy who isn't competing against NFL players. We don't know what he's capable of against NFL complicated defenses. Absolutely. Um, so, so you're costing your franchise fans, possibly, support, all for the hopes that one guy can be the, the deliverance, the savior of your organization. I just don't like it. He could tear his ACL on the way to the airport. That is true. And, and see, and, uh, 
I, I don't disagree, but there is a flaw with your logic. So you, you say that it's not, it's going to cost your fans. I don't think it will. I mean, the Jets have oh, been. Uh, a no, I'm not talking about fans. For, I'm, well, I'm not talking about the, like people like the Jets. I'm talking about stuff like the Cowboys or the 49ers, like real franchises, like the Packers and stuff like that. <laughs> like they would have a real problem with this. Like, I have a problem with Jerry Jones talking Super Bowl and never delivering. Yeah. You got, you, Dorian doesn't have to deal with that. <laughs> and neither do you, Adam, ever, no, ever no, when no, you have no. that problem. The, only, so, the closest the closest no, the Super Bowl is hosting one. So. I'm just talking about real old school football fans, fans, which are running out, by the way. But, you know, um, it's just not a good look. It doesn't feel but, right. I, would, I was but, so happy when the Cowboys beat the Bengals. I would like a, a, the best player possible out of the draft. We have a crappy season, but it shows me these guys aren't punks. Yeah. But, do, you know, and this is going to sound really crass, and frankly, I don't care. Do the owners actually care? And I mean that very seriously. No, Jets, no, no. The, no. Their stadiums, the pre-COVID, were filled yes. every single week. Maybe yeah, not in Jacksonville, but every single week. Jerry Ward was full. Lambert yes. Field is full. The Ever. Meadowlands is full. The Meadowlands, the Jets ownership charges a personal seat license for your right to buy season tickets for a seat. And in Cincinnati full. actually went to Cincinnati, the stadium in Cincinnati. They were, they were filling yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. They were tricked. Yeah. Um, as far as owners are concerned, like I'll take um, the owner of the Jags, uh, Shot Khan, for example. I don't think he cares. From what I've seen, it seems as if he cares about the franchise to a point. The main thing he cares about is how many people can we get, who can I bring to Jacksonville to fill the seats? And honestly, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is that guy for us. I mean, I, me personally, as a fan, I'm just tired of mediocrity. I, and, and for me, I hear what you're saying, BJ, as far as being able to, you know, that fan that, that wants to win and wants to compete. But it's like, as far as Jacksonville, it seems that we'll be in that 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 purgatory. As far as if we win six games, we could chance it on getting a okay quarterback, maybe. So I feel as if like us being in prime example, I mean, in prime position to be able to get a quarterback. That you're right, he could tear his ACL. He could get into an accident. God forbid that doesn't happen. But something oh, dramatic yeah, yeah, yeah. could happen. Yeah. But it yeah. just, I mean, these are extreme, to, extreme cases. But yeah. the fact remains is you're hanging your whole situation on this one guy who is not. Dude, we don't have a choice, though. Look, I mean, yeah. if yeah, this, this draft, no, this draft, I, I feel as if this draft, if we, like, Sean Khan from whoever's our GM, we have to hit a slam dunk when it comes to this first draft pick. And so, Trevor Lawrence gives us that, the, the highest uh, percentage to be able to hit a slam dunk. So, I don't see anyone else. Well, okay. Okay, okay, you have a couple of, of uh, wide receivers. Uh, you got Cal Pitts from Florida, but he's going to be uh, off the board. I, th- I think he's projected top six. So it's like, but, and like, but Adam, you were saying that Jacksonville needs more than a quarterback. Yes, but it starts with the quarterback. And well, as see, you can see. And, and, and here's my problem is, BJ, you know, if you just give me, give me one second. Yeah, sure. So, we we say, hey, look, you need a number, you need a, a number one pick. You need a quarterback. That's mm-hmm. fine. Can you tell me the last quarterback, the last two quarterbacks who have been drafted number one to win MVP? I'll wait. Yeah. 
I think the closest maybe Andrew Luck. Uh, what I was going to say, nope. Adam, before you brought that point up, is uh, Dorian sounds real like uh, Oakland Raider fan circa Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I'm serious. I'm not saying Trevor yeah. Lawrence is Jamarcus, but you, Jamarcus is a possibility. What right. if Trevor Lawrence has got a little party bone in him? Gets in the NFL, got a little money out of the clubs too much. There's so many possibilities to, to hang your whole fate of a franchise on a 23-year-old kid. Like, I just yeah. – if it, and, if it and, lands and, to you, take it. But I don't think yeah. your whole back half of your season should be dedicated to getting a quarterback that nobody really knows what he's going to do. You know, and quite honestly, and in a year like this, I know this is going to be really stu- – sounds stupid. If you get the number one pick, trade down. Again, you need more than just a quarterback. You need more than just one player. So trade down. Get someone like a, like Trask. Get someone, you know, that, that can run an offense. Get Bill someone Belichick. Like yeah. But, <laughs> Bill yeah, Belichick looks they, like Thanos because of that strength. But, yeah, if you, if you have the number one pick in, in the Trevor Lawrence draft, okay, you could probably trade down to five or six or maybe even ten and get two or three other you know, really quality draft picks. So you can get someone like a Trask. You can get someone like a Matt Jones. I don't know if he's coming out or not. And you can also get someone to protect him. You, you can also draft get an someone, Alabama quarterback in the first round. And, you know, you have more success with an Alabama quarterback than an Alabama wide receiver. So, uh, excuse me? I don't know. Excuse me? Oh, Shufflefoot <laughs> Cooper and Dallas? Bama has some well, solid wide receivers, bro. Oh, Shufflefoot Cooper? Oh, Julio <laughs> Jones? <laughs> I'll tell you, watch out for Jerry Judy when he gets a quarterback also. Oh, yeah. See, and, and that's the thing. Like, De- Denver is the team to look out for. Regardless yeah, they, of what anyone says. Anybody if Denver gets a quarterback, yeah. Santa Claus needs to gift Denver with a quarterback and needs to gift Minnesota with a quarterback. Absolutely. But um, I'll, I'll bring a question to you guys. So when it comes to the game between the, the Jets and the Rams, is it that the Jets won the game or the Rams lost the game? Rams blew it. Rams absolutely blew it. The Rams were not prepared. Um, Goff has one of these games every four or five games where he just looks like a deer in headlights, and that's what he looked like, and that's fine. Um, when Akers was hard, but he, he, was, he was doing well. But Sean McVay just outcoached him himself. I mean, you're down three, four minutes to go. Third and four from, from the opponent's 40, and you throw two deep balls. To, and, and on the fourth down, you, you test the only good player on the Jets' defense. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Um, I just, like, like you said before, AK, I, I, I think that uh, – I think the Rams were overlooking the Jets. They were like, oh, this is a dub. On to the next one. And what happened was, you know, and in that Jets locker room, I give it to them. Like, Sam Darnold was playing, like, that was his last game. Um, and also, too, uh, you know, shout out to um, Frank Gore. Man, he turned by the hands of time, and he had that key catch in the fourth quarter to kind of seal it for the uh, Jets. So, um, I mean, uh, kudos to them. But to the Rams, like you said, with Jerry, I mean, with, with golf, it's like you definitely want – positive momentum 
going into the postseason. And I think right now they're what nine and what what nine and five? I think so. Now I, I, you you brought up a good point about the postseason. What does anyone think about the the theory that McVeigh lost on purpose? Because they were tied with Seattle going into last week. If they win, you know, if they secure the third seed, they're playing Tampa in the first round as, as it is right now. Because they lost, now, now currently they're matched up against the Washington, we don't even know what the hell they're called, to, mm-hmm. with, by the way, we are two weeks away from uh, the opportunity of betting on Dwayne Haskins in a playoff game. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, who said he's super mature, but my bad, I was caught without a COVID mask in the strip club. Or Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> if Washington loses, if Washington loses, the Cowboys are in. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying I don't it think could be crazy. Yeah. I, I don't think McVay's that, that smart. I don't think he'd pull a Belichick. But he's one of the hottest young minds in coaching, so there's no talent. Yeah. And plus, I don't think the Rams are afraid of the Bucks. I mean, I mean, their their front four is solid, and, and their DBs is is uh, pretty solid too. So, I don't think McVay would do that. But then again, who knows? I mean, like you said before, there's been coaches who they've outcoached themselves sometimes, or they think they're, you know, smarter than the average coach. So they will, you know, try certain things. I don't think McVay would do that. I don't think he would uh, take that chance. Um, but again, I mean, uh, it's it's a bad loss on the Rams. Um, I, even after the game, I saw the look on Aaron Donald's face. He like he wanted to throw a haymaker at someone uh, yeah, because he knew that that was a game now. that should have been a W. Like they should have won that game. And the uh, and the number of chances that the Jets gave the ball back to the Rams and the Rams, uh, what I think uh, I think on the first one, okay, first one they scored a touchdown. The second one they kicked the field goal. So it's like those those chances where they had to actually score touchdowns. And then the one that uh, Akers ran in for a touchdown and got called back for, for a hold. Um, I mean, it was, it was just unfortunate. But, uh, again, I'm glad the Jets won. The Jets took that game. I don't think any team in the NFL should lose more than four games. I don't understand it. They're professionals. Like, it seems like – I mean, what do you have usually? Two, three, and 13 teams, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two or three? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, the Jets are an anomaly. The, the Lions a few years back were an anomaly. Like, it's just – it shouldn't happen. So, I'm going to give I the agree. Jets – I'm going to say they took it. I'm going to say they uh, screwed up their way to a victory. It just was ugly. Okay. I don't know. I just – the idea that, that a team would tank, like you said, that a team would tank just to get Trevor Lawrence. You know, by the way, you know, you know, all accounts is is phenomenal player. Yeah. And not try to make the playoffs to me just seems awkward and whatnot. But you know, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, he's used to the playoffs. He's got you know playoffs coming up now, maybe. Yeah, um, but you, like you were saying <laughs> earlier, though, Adam, you trade that pick and you go back oh, yeah, in the I, draft. I, you can get a quarterback I, and the guy that sacks Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years. Yeah. But, but on the flip side, let's say if the Jags did trade down, get a quarterback, and get an offensive lineman that can protect them, and let someone else snatch Trevor Lawrence, and let's say Trevor Lawrence end, ends up turning into, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that's it's, – it's so many possibilities. Me personally – 
I would just take my chance with Trevor Lawrence. Then if something happens to where if he did not make it, I'd say, well, at the time he was the hottest quarterback. I took a chance yeah. on him. It didn't work out. I would rather yeah. do that than trade down and get like a Trask or a Matt Jones and then if someone to protect them. And then we're still, you know, you, okay, let's say next year we can go five and ten or whatever. And then the next person who drafts yeah. them, you see, you see them ascending up. Are you I, saying I, that Gardner Minshew is the reason the Jags are losing? Like Trevor Lawrence no, no. is going to be that oh, much no. of that team? Uh, no, 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 no. Then, so why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go offensive, defensive line? He's got some receivers. Like, thing about I, I don't. The, the, the thing is, it's like, okay, I know that certain teams they want to be well. From what I've read on the Jaguars' uh, website, one of the things that they want to do is they want to start fresh. Doug Marone is pretty much out after the season. So they want new quarterback, new coach. I don't know who the coach is going to be. They threw out some names. They just want to start all the way fresh. So why not start fresh with a brand-new quarterback, especially a, uh, uh, a a prospect like Trevor Lawrence that – quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence – come like maybe every 15, maybe 20 years, and we have a chance to get them. Who's going to pass it up? I guarantee you, if the Cowboys were able to trade up and get Trevor Lawrence, they would do it. And, and Why would you here's, he, here's the overall issue. Doreen, I, you're right. Who would, who would pass it up? And also another question is, who would pay tickets to a team that passed it up? Right. If, if you're a Jaguars fan, if you're just, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go – Post-COVID, I'm going to go to these games. Are you supporting a team that traded Trevor Lawrence for Kyle Trask, an offensive lineman, and a defensive lineman? No. Are, are, you, are you going to support them? Now, from a football perspective, it's probably the, the right move. Absolutely. That's, that's the GM is there to put a team on the field that's going to put butts in the seats. Yeah, but this isn't basketball. LeBron ain't coming to save anybody. You need eleven guys on each side of the ball. I, you need bodies in football, and you need you need athletes. It's, I mean, you know what I'm agreed. saying. LeBron, LeBron right. is not coming. It agreed. doesn't work like that in football. Tell me the agreed. last guy that threw the whole team on his shoulders and went. No, no, Nobody. no, no. You're right. Nobody. Um, well, I, I can tell you that the ones that do it, but they're not coming around. Peyton Manning's of the world. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers of the world. Yeah, but he's only got they're, one ring. Or the Peyton, two rings, sorry. Peyton. Peyton's got his two yep. rings, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, don't I, except I don't disagree with them. It, from yeah. a football perspective. It makes perfect sense. From a right. GM, if this fucks up, I am screwed perspective, you, right. you, you just kind of roll with it. Right. Yeah, you're, if you're going to do it like that, you're putting a plan into place. If you draft yeah. Trevor Lawrence, you're putting fans in the seats. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. How secure is Khan with his job? And nobody secure, pays your plans. Nope. Hey, hope is not a strategy. No, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> so, but, I mean, and like I said, Trevor Lawrence has his own issues. And, and, and God bless him saying, look, if the Jets pick me, I'm going to go play you know, next year or whatever. He's got his own problems right now. He may or may not have a semifinal game coming up. You know, and, and I say that. John Elway, Eli Manning. Yep. So I'm, I'm sure y'all. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to the Jets. They've been garbage. No, no. Rex Ryan's second year, third year, That's absolute garbage. garbage yeah. 
But y'all saw the the playoff rankings that came out on Sunday, right? Yeah. With for for college football, mm-hmm. and by the way, just the the way they do college football playoffs is just unbelievably stupid to start with. But I'm gonna say it, and again, I I don't have my Michigan Cup this this week, but I'm gonna say it. Ohio State does not deserve to be in there. Um, they to me did not play enough games. Honestly, they didn't play enough talent on the field, anyways, to qualify for the playoffs. Agree. So, Agree. And and I and honestly, I, I, I would, I'd be okay I'm, with that if Dorian brought it up. <laughs> yeah, like I, I probably wouldn't argue with it, but I'm just sitting here. I was like, it feels personal. I feel venom. I feel venom in my ears right now. Something's going on here. Well, well I can. Yeah, I see what you're I, saying. I agree with you, though. I agree with you. If it did yeah. come from Dorian, we'll assume it came from Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you here. It comes out there. So, <laughs> so, so okay. This and it's it's so many layers that you could peel off. The first question is college football. Why don't we have either a six or eighteen playoff yet? We knew oh. this was going to happen. Yeah, the bowls. Like, this was going to happen. The other bowls. The bowl games. The, the, bowl the, games. the yep. other outside of the national championship and the five, uh, the five other sites. Yeah, and, well, I understand. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. Yeah, because right. right now you've got the number sixteen team in the nation playing the Boca Raton Bowl because it puts <laughs> eyes on the screen. Absolutely. I think Which, it's. I think it's a lot of corporate sponsors having to do with it. Like there's there's so many ways to get your name out there when there's sixty four bowls of bowl season. No, understand. But they can't do the same thing if it was like sixteen teams. Like let's uh, say you get sixteen teams, and let's say each bowl, like sixteen team playoff, each game is like at a site, like a Myrtle Beach Bowl or something, like to lead up to national championship. Is that is that possible? So if, if you if you do a sixteen team playoff, if you're talking, I, I want to say it's probably fifteen games. I haven't quite done the math recently, That's but fine. you're talking Getting fifteen ready for games. The big boys. Yeah, but you're you're talking as BJ said. There's on a, a typical season. There's anywhere between thirty and thirty-five bowl games, and we're talking just random famous Idaho potatoes sponsoring a, a bowl game. Terrible things okay? that you have to watch to Christmas Day. Like nobody cares about them. Yeah, but <laughs> you you say no one cares. Those those sponsors do. Those sponsors. I watch them on screen. I watch yeah. them because there's nothing else on. But I'm yeah. mad at them. I'm mad at them while I'm watching them. You hate watching them. <laughs> and okay. I change the channel and I keep changing it back. Like I'll change it and look at, and I'll go right back to the football game and just curse it and be like, "This is terrible." I am going back to it. You know, I, I made the joke about the about Boca Raton Bowl that's going on right now, and I'm actually watching it because my nights are failing horribly. Um, but I'm curious what happens today. Okay. So mm-hmm. right in the middle of bowl season, bowl season just started. Did you know what also just started today? The NBA season. Absolutely. And with the the hype that the NBA gets, especially with, with the season opener happening today, I'm curious to kind of see what the ratings are going to be. But, yeah, that, that's why they don't do a playoffs, a full-blown payout, playoff system. You know, it's because they, they claim, oh, well, you know, the student athletes, blah, 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 even though. D2 and D3 football players can can figure this out. Absolutely. It's because they would lose the the corporate sponsorship. Now, 
I, I, maybe my math is a little rusty. You know, I we I went to Leesburg High, so who knows what what my math is like. Um, but <laughs> y'all did. <laughs> but I, from what I understand, the NCAA tournament ain't losing money. Right. I mean, and that from what I, from what I've read, it's a billion dollars a year. I watch games, games I would never watch. Yeah. I would never watch. I watch games I would never even think of watching, and they're usually and, pretty good. <laughs> and why why do we watch March Madness for the first? Why do we watch the first two rounds of March Madness? Upset City. Up. Upset City. Yeah. There's games on all day. You know the betting action is its own little thing. But you can watch a team like Buffalo take on yeah. Syracuse, or take on you know Oklahoma, yeah. and win, or it's close. We like this the underdog stories. Absolutely. And that's and what I was. Yeah, in college football, you don't get that. You don't get that, and no. you won't. And that's it's actually why Mike Oresco has flat out said, "Bring back the BCS, just bring it back," because this shit ain't working. I wonder if there's a little bit of, you know, I'm just going to talk about the SEC. Um, you're running them through 11 to 13 games of NFL talent, so yeah. these guys are in car accidents every weekend, multiple car accidents every weekend. I don't know if maybe they are scared of Alabama getting tired or too knocked up, not, uh, beat up to get to the next round, the last couple of rounds of the playoffs of a 16-team field. And uh, I think they're worried about um, maybe some of those guys not making it and having that subpar playoff scenario where the ratings are be, be so much and you got West Virginia playing Oklahoma State and there's like, like 10 of the 50 states watching it. Like nobody cares. I think that's a big concern to them. You know, and, and I, I think to your point, I think we're going to find out this year just how much the SEC brings in because you've got a team like Mississippi State who finished three and seven. Three and seven is going to a bowl game. Well, isn't that because not all football teams are competing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of them I think, have. So I think we're kind of filling gaps. We I, This year is just going to be crazy and hopefully only this year. But but, the, but that's my point, though. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you're filling the gaps. I figured who Mississippi State's playing, but they they are playing. Is anybody going to watch a just a shitty SEC team? You know, not the Alabamas, not the Floridas. It's over who? Tennessee. Over like Hawaii, over Nevada. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would watch a terror. Yeah, because there's a good chance that Mississippi State's going to freight train who's ever on the other side of that ball in a lower bowl game. Fair enough. I, it, 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 if you put Mississippi State up against Utah State or Washington State, there's there's a good chance there's, they're going to win. There's just more talent in the SEC teams. So you're telling me that if you put a team like Cincinnati, for example, up against uh, Texas A&M? Smoke. And, smoke. You sure about that? Yeah, the, I, I, I put – my whole football world is based around line play. Line play. The SEC has the line play. So you can outcoach the SEC, but you're rarely going to outphysical the SEC. That was a terrible, terrible English word. I think my grandmother just poked me in the head. <laughs> head right now. I felt that. Sorry, guys. But you're not going to beat an SEC team up too often. ACC team, sure. Some Big Ten team, you know, it's all possible. But these smaller teams in these lower bowl games, there's a good chance they're going to get beat up. And uh, I don't have any faith in Cincinnati. 
See, it, every year I hear, I hear that. I hear everyone say, well, the, the SEC is just too big, too powerful, too fast. And yet every year they lose the big conference championship when it comes to Because they can be outcoached, but you don't beat them up. Oh, it's fine. They, can, they, they can be out coached. I'm not saying they're the big, you aren't going to beat them up and you aren't going to outrun them too often either. But that goes back to Dorian's point, though, is one game. It's like the, uh, it. the NCAA tournament. Yeah. One game. You know, the UCF is probably a bad example because they're getting smoked by BYU right now, but closer Carolina. Don't they deserve a chance for one game? Well, let me ask you Mississippi State versus UCF. This year, Mississippi yeah. State. But, okay, so the, the McKenzie-Milton year, okay, before, before Milton blew out his knee, if, if I was to tell you on – ask you on December 31st, UCF or Auburn, who, who are you picking? That's a good one. I might give a slight edge to Auburn. But, but uh, it's uh, a – that would be a good game. Your, offensive, everyone. your UCF, offensive line UCF will be them. under attack the whole game. UCF's offensive line will be on their heels the whole game. That's what so, that's what everyone said. UCF beat him that year. Well, fair enough. And you can out coach in the in the following year. The, what, the following year, who was the played, quarterback they, of Auburn? Uh, was it Stidham? Was it Jared Stidham? Was he the quarterback? Yeah, Stid- I, I no, Stidham, Stidham was at, at Baylor that year. Knicks. No, I'm no, talking, Knicks I'm this year. The, yeah, a couple years ago. A couple years ago, when when Baylor played in the Peach Bowl. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, Auburn played in the Peach Bowl. See, they're so unremarkable after they leave Auburn. You don't remember them. <laughs> I'm not, dude. There are some teams that are just quarterback teams. Yeah, you're there are right. Some teams that are not quarterback teams, and they are right. not quarterback teams. Yeah, you're right. Like for example, uh, like tell me, like Ohio State. I don't know the last successful NFL quarterback from Ohio State. Like I don't. We, can you tell me who mm. from Ohio State? Same thing with Alabama. I think Outside we're going back Tua. to us being kids. Tua. We're going back to us being young, real young. Yeah, you know. So I, I might not even know. Honestly, the, the the last quarterback, the the last person that played quarterback at Ohio State that had a long NFL career that I can think of, Tom Tupa. He's a punter. And he had to switch I'm positions. Man. Yeah, he was a damn good punter too. <laughs> Didn't he do it for like 19 years or something? Something like that. Did it forever. Wow, man. Yeah, same thing man. with Alabama though. They said the last right. successful Alabama quarterback was Joe Namath. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because everyone else um, who came in from Alabama, they end up becoming backups, or they just fizzle out. Two or announcers. One that's doing. I mean, he's okay right now. Greg Greg McElroy is on TV. That's right. AJ McCann is a backup. Um, I don't know who's the other. Well, well, you can't. Well, Jalen Hurts is more Alabama. I mean, more Oklahoma than Alabama. No, see, I see. I think I I, would, I consider Hurts an Alabama quarterback yeah. because he you was a recruit of Alabama. Yeah, played he there, left played there. for them he two years. There. He felt forced out. That's his team. Yeah. So so technically, so two. Quarterbacks right now who's, you know, doing pretty well from, from Bama. But six other than years, that – Six, seven years away from any answers on that, though. Yeah, that's true. So, wow. So, as of this point, 
it's been a very long time for either one of those schools to have a successful NFL quarterback, to have a good career. Exactly. Probably before. Well, and, and I think part of the problem is just the, the dearth of NFL talent at, at quarterback. I mean, we could, we could probably sit here and name all 32 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider them successful. I mean, I, I trust maybe 10, 12 quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. I feel like um, it's a high number. You don't think that might be a little high? Of yeah, I mean, well, quarterbacks? Yeah. Uh, I mean, of quarterbacks you trust. Rodgers, Breeze. Wilson. I can't trust Brady right now. Wilson, sure. Um, I'm not going to say – I'll, I'll let one of y'all say Prescott. Go ahead. I mean, I – I wasn't gonna say Prescott. No, yeah. right, well, I'll wait. One of y'all go ahead. I was, I was gonna say Breeze, but Breeze is banged up. Yeah, okay. He was about well, he, to throw no, for six thousand yards before his ankle yeah. fell off. So he yeah. did okay. Breeze, Rogers, Mahomes, Rogers, Mahomes. Yep. Russell Wilson. Okay. That's that's our Russell, four. That's four. That's four. Okay. okay. Um, um, do we trust Josh Allen? Yep, I, I trust him. He scores on his feet too, and he's got a. He's a very. I like him. I like him. Good quarterback. Um, okay. Might not make the best decision every time, but I think he's athletic enough to cover up for some of that. I like okay. it. Okay. That's five. So that's, a, that's five. Do, do we trust Baker? Nope. Nope. Um, let one of those Baker. running backs get injured. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, do we tra- tra- do we not trust wishing it on Stein? anybody. I love Nick Chubb and I love Kareem Hunt for sure. Uh, what about sorry, you Watson? Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I, he's hampered by his team. I absolutely trust yeah. Sean Watson. That's six. Okay. Yeah. Matt Ryan's off the list. <laughs> he wasn't on the list. <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, he sure was. Yeah, a couple of years ago Stuff, until that debacle in the Super Bowl. Bad. Yeah. Um, what about Kyle Murray? That's a lot of athlete right there. The, mm. Game on the line. Did you game trust him? Exactly. Game on the line. Did you trust him? In his current setting? Yes. With DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, okay, we're, yeah. we're up to seven now. I mean, yeah, 10 to 12 may have been a little high, but I mean, we're already yeah, at No, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I think it's yeah. a little more rare. I mean, yeah. what's, what's that? Uh, that's under 25%. What about Ben Roethlisberger? God, no, I don't trust him. I don't trust I, him to stay in the field if you, you know, he, let him go in the, in the off, off the field. The first team in NFL history to have 11 wins and then lose three consecutive games to teams with four or less wins. That's the thing I saw today on uh, ESPN. That's crazy, man. 11 I, wins and then they lose three consecutive games to teams that have four wins or less. Yeah, I will say this. that The first one, okay. Shit happens. It's the NFL. Oops. Oops. Having a yeah. great year. Maybe got a little cocky. We need to get need to get beat up and practice a little bit. Yep. And, and, and the second one, kind of excusable because every time you have a long winning streak, if you lose, sometimes you just lose your edge. It happens often. You lose I, two in a row. Okay. I, I thought the second one was stupid. payback for Chase Claypool. Yeah. The second one was payback for Chase Claypool and say winning never matter. You have now. There's two in a row. Mm. So I thought that was karma saying – there you go, Chase. Calm down. Um, <laughs> but the third one, as Adam said, completely unacceptable. No excuse. Uh, we should remove you from the playoff bracket. So, and we're going to take a break right here, and we'll come back in just a few minutes. And we're back.
Welcome back to Sandlot Sports. Um, just going to finish up what we were talking about earlier. So with the college football playoffs, do y'all think that they got the best four teams that they need since there's only four slots? Go ahead, Dorian. No. <laughs> I was waiting to say no. <laughs> yeah. um, again, um, Adam, I think you hit it on the nail. Um, Ohio State, they didn't play enough games. And um, and as you can see, a lot of the coaches are rebelling against Ohio State right now. Uh, Dabble Sweeney, um, he pretty much has them down as ranked 11. Kind of like a, you know, screw you type of thing. So, um, Adam below Coastal Carolina, by the way. Right. <laughs> Boy, so that isn't that so, the most that, – that was the most polite way of giving the middle finger, wasn't it? Like, I know, right? <laughs> bless his heart. Yeah, exactly. Good old <laughs> South Carolina, bless his heart. Dude, and, and honestly, me, I've always been sour on Ohio State ever since the 2002 National Championship Miami. when they called – uh, oh, pass interference, and that was clearly not a pass interference call. So I've always been uh, had my little grudge against Ohio State, uh, also Adam. So I, I, you know, probably not as deep as you, but I always had something against them. But but I, I, outside of that, I think that Texas A and M should have got in. Just my personal opinion. Okay. Um, okay. I, so mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, real, real quick, and, and and the reason why I I say Texas A and M, or I would say. I would say Texas A&M, Florida. I'm I'm with you, BJ. I'm not sold on Cincinnati. Um, it's just something I don't like. Like I saw a couple of a couple of their games, and um, you know their quarterbacks. You know he seems solid, but as far as the overall package, I don't. I can see Bama beating them by. Let Florida 50. play Cincinnati. See what happens. Hey, George, right. let, Florida, let Florida play Cincinnati to get in that final playoff spot. Let's see what happens. So, so we, 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 again, we go back to March Madness. Um, we, we love the blind resume thing that they do with, with March Madness. Okay, so I'll put up, put up the blind resumes for you guys, and you tell me who had a pick two teams from just the blind resume. Okay? Opponents win percentage. He may 58%. Played. Five teams that are going to a bowl game. Okay. Team B, opponent's winning percentage, 50%. Play two teams that are going to a bowl game. Team C, opponent's winning percentage, 42%. Two teams that are going to a bowl game. Team D, opponent's winning percentage, 38%. They're playing six, they played six teams that went to a bowl game, but only three of which actually had a winning record. Mm-hmm. And Team E, 49%, four bowl, four bowl teams. I'll take E. I like that last one. That's solid. Four bowl teams in a, in a strong opponent win percentage. What was A again? I... A was Cincinnati. 58% winning percentage. Wow. In two bowl games. No, in five bowl five teams. bowl teams. Wow. I think I just ate my words. Um. <laughs> what bowls, now, though? I need to know what bowls these yeah, five bowl teams are in. Right. Hold on a second. Yeah, we need yeah, to, we need to fix this. Yeah. I need to clarify this before I <laughs> See, let Adam yeah, play yeah. into me for my decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah, A was Cincinnati. B was Ohio State. C 
Notre Dame. Word. D. E was Oklahoma. Put him in there. <laughs> uh, don't Oklahoma play play uh, Florida in the bowl game? I think it's Oklahoma and Florida going against each other. No comment. In the, in the uh, what? I want to say not the Outback Bowl. No, it's not the Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl. The Eggo Waffle Bowl. It's coming. Watch. <laughs> da, 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 yeah, they, yeah, they played Florida in the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. Oh, I knew it was oh. somewhere in Texas. Ten years ago, that would have been important. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, but yes, so the, the, that's kind of my point is if you take – because each team has only had to play really conference games this year, it's mm -hmm. really just it's, – it's all name recognition. And so while – well, I don't think Ohio State played enough games to get there. I think their resume holds up. I sure as hell do not think Notre Dame deserves, deserves to be there. I just had I mean, a thought. I just, I just kind of caught myself with something, guys. Did you hear what I just did there? Like I said 10 years ago, that bowl would have been relevant. Maybe that's the biggest case for a 16-team playoff <laughs> is you're making these other important bowl games relevant, irrelevant on certain years because oh, they, of the they, rotation. Yeah. So instead of that, they're always in play. The Cotton Bowl is always in play. The Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, the, you know, whatever's in Texas, Jerry World Bowl. Like, they're always in play. That might make more sense. That should be a good selling point. And then you can still have as many corporate sponsors with a much bigger stage. Absolutely. Instead of, instead of everybody turkey drunk on Christmas Day watching your crappy bowl games nobody cares about. And, and I, you I, do, I do wonder, post-COVID, if, if they're going to look at this and go, you know what? Basically, just they gave the teams a week off, and then they play the playoff games. Is that going to be better for the teams than having a month off? Because it wasn't it last year they had like thirty-five or thirty-six days off. Tell you what, I don't. These guys are twenty-one and twenty-two, so I don't think it matters physically unless they're actually injured. Yeah. As far as the as far as the oh I'm sore, I don't I don't think that's a problem as long as they get a week between games. Um, yeah. I don't like somebody being thirty days away from their profession or what they're mainly doing and then being asked to turn it back on at a high level like that and, okay guys two weeks and we're going to play alabama i hope yeah, you can trim back down yeah i i was i was watching the news and, and they're talking about what's going on in ohio state and ohio state may not play there is there is a scenario where ohio state's not going to be able to play because of covid yeah. and it, and somebody was like some is telling me it's like, they're in a bowl game. Oh, wait. Yes, their bowl game is in like 10 days. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm wondering just if, if this season is going to make them go, okay, wait a second. Having that long layoff really is crap. And BJ, to your point, you take the, the quote-unquote lesser bowls, the, Central, the Capital One Bowl, the Outback Bowl, and you still have them, but they're part of the playoff system. Right. And you can yeah. rotate it. And yes, your your bigger bowls, your your rose bowls, your orange bowls. Uh, yeah, the classic bowls. should always be in there. The classic yeah. should yeah. always be in there. But, maybe maybe the classics are the la the last eight teams or something. Yep. Last, uh, I agree. You know, sixteen. But um, the classics always got to be in there. But you're like the hangers on, they can be rotated, like you yeah. said. Exactly. Um, I love that idea. We grew up with that. We yeah. grew up with the Cotton Bowl being a thing and the Rose Bowl being a thing, and then all of a sudden the Fiesta Bowl came out to be usually one of the best games every year. Yeah. 
it, it's mm-hmm. I like I like having I don't know maybe I'm sentimental or whatever, but I just like having those mean something. No, there, there, was, there was there is there is a perfection about a New Year's Day football party. There's just yes. there's a perfection to it where you start at eleven o'clock, you start you start you grilling your wings, you have your your outback bowl, you have your your Capital One, your Citrus Bowl, and you you have games all day, and you have important games all day, and you end with the Rose Bowl, and then you and that it's all by itself because it's the granddaddy, yeah. and then you roll into the orange, the sugar, and, and the fiesta all at the same time. There's yeah. some type of just perfection about that. Now, I know it's not going to work anymore because of TV ratings and, oh, my God, we've got to have, you know, the, the full package, you know, everyone watching this. But there's something no, nostalgic <laughs> about that. <laughs> no, you don't. Quit, quit making the game not the focus. I'm sick of that shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> the game's the but, focus. I don't care about you guys in the booth, and I don't care about your bands on the field. The game's yeah. the focus. Quit dressing it up. Let it be right. what it is. But it's dressed up for the casual fan, though. Yeah, you know? it's dressed up for the dollars. Right. I don't care it's about dressed them. up for the dollar, dollar, dollar bills. They're, the they're the ones that bandwagon every year anyways, just jump to wherever Brady is. <laughs> <laughs> or jump to wherever LeBron is. I mean, yeah. I mean I, same thing. I, I, yeah, I mean, realistically. Oh, man, I'm not a you know, fan. I'm a LeBron <laughs> fan. Shut up. Yeah, I, I, I'm Shut sorry. Up. You LeBron know, made I, people like you. I mean, <laughs> yes. Well, Le- LeBron's probably going to win his fifth ring this year. Probably going to happen because, on- honestly, I don't see another team beating them in in a seven game series. Unless AD gets hurt, I just I don't see it. Who's going to yeah. guard Dorian... AD if the Nets match up with him? Who's going to guard AD? Yeah, He's too I mean, big for Durant. Um, well, well, I think, but. I think statistically, I think DeAndre Jordan has done a solid number on um, on AD because of because of his uh, his. Well, held eighteen points. I mean that that's still good. Usually, what he's what he, he's what twenty seven and twelve, AD to to hold him right. to under 20, 20 points, right, nine that's rebounds. When, that's when he was at the Pelicans, though. So now he's well, with LeBron, so he can yeah. score his eighteen and fifteen and walk right down the court with cheese in the whole game. That's hey. True. Look at I, my three I didn't blocks. Think about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But the the only way you can beat a Laker team is you you have to throw bodies at AD though. You have to, you know, c- circulate like Jared Allen. We have to have be on them, frustrate them. DeAndre yeah. Jordan. Then uh, you got the other. Uh, I can't think of the the, the other uh, big guy they have, but you will have to throw people as many people to get AD tired. But again. I don't think that'll work either. So it's just one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, see, the problem with that philosophy is, okay, so you get AD tired. That's fine. If if they're wearing out AD, LeBron's going to just be chilling back, you know, out there. Right. But and LeBron's going to have his hand full with KD, I though. A, I have an alternate strategy. I think okay, it's successful. Billy Banks and just shoot everybody? Let, <laughs> let LeBron go. Let him do whatever he wants. Cut off his passing lanes. Cut off his lanes to his shooters. Let him drop 60. Mm. Jordan rules. He wants to get oh. rid of the ball. No, he no. It's LeBron rules. He wants yeah. to get rid of the ball. He doesn't want to drop sixty. He will. Absolutely. He can. He doesn't want to. Cut off his Absolutely. passing lane. Stay close to his shooters, and you have to put a body on AD. Keep somebody in AD's chest, and let LeBron drive to the basket the whole game. Absolutely. Didn't Golden State uh, 
Who was it? It was well, so they, 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 tr- they tried that the year that it was LeBron where Love was hurt and Kyrie got hurt in game one. Yeah. They tried to just let, let LeBron go. And it yeah. worked because his second banana was Matt Delladova. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he had no one out. The right. thing is, you gotta you have to have a guy that maybe not stop AD, but he has to be able to stay in his chest the whole game. Right. You can't let him. He can't let him free. He can't let him do right. any LeBron catching lobs or stepping out and hitting mid range jumpers. He can't let him do any of that. It has to be in his chest, and you just let LeBron go and him and, the, and hope you got two centers and ten fouls. Yeah, yeah. Because outside of uh, AD and LeBron, who's who who would be the Lakers' third go to guy? Who would Kuzma. be that X factor? Schroeder nope. still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Kuz is still there. Yeah, yeah. Kuz is still there. Yeah, he's still there. He just signed a uh, he signed an extension about what two days ago? Something like that. They yeah, signed somebody like else this off season too that I remember. I was like, ooh. They they have yeah. Marcus O. Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Powell's talking about coming back too. <laughs> There's no way. I'm telling you, he, you said- all he's got to do is play like nine, ten minutes a game. Yeah, but they don't need yeah. him though. And they they tried that with Malone and that worked out so well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have um, sharpshooter Wesley Matthews, three and D guy. Malone's too busy chasing people. Kobe's wife. <laughs> That's the true thing. Kobe no, had to no, straighten him about that. You can read about that. No, Kobe I didn't. had to straighten about that. Uh, yeah. Kobe said Kobe addressed him about looking at his wife or something. He goes, "What you doing?" He's like, "I'm hunting little Mexican girls." Oh my God. I didn't read that. Either. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carmelo has Kobe, a Kobe past. said, "Stay away from my wife." Right, and I'm I'm sure because also too, Carmelo has a checkered past. Um, there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. He had a 15 year old pregnant when he was in college, and that 15 year old, her son in the NFL. Are you sure it's the 15? Are you sure it's a 15? Pretty sure it's a 13. Well, the, the paper that's, says 15. That's a, that's a huge two years if that's right. Yeah. Either way, it's disgusting. He needs it's to super be disgusting. It's super Great. disgusting. But, ugh, that's just disgusting. Yeah, but, but get back on topic. So, <laughs> please, <laughs> the Lakers, I know, right? It's the last thing we need. Um, the, the Lakers, <laughs> their bench is – uh, they they've done enough to sure their bench, which is solid. But also too, if you look at the Nets, and I know we talked about Nets last time, you guys were like Kyrie and KD. You don't think that they'll be able to get it done? First off, Kyrie's playing his ass off tonight. Well, it, again, it's against the Warriors, but still, he's he he's balling out. But I think that the Nets bench is just as comparable as the Lakers bench. The only difference is the Lakers have LeBron and AD. And the Nets have um, Kyrie and they have KD. But if you were to take the Lakers' second unit and the um, Nets' second unit, I would choose the Nets' second unit. Because oh, LeVert's no Joe. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but yeah, like you said, I don't, um, outside of the, the Lakers, I don't see anyone. Uh, nobody has, nobody has the two and three to compete with them. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I Dallas is going to be significantly better. I mean, Luca is yeah. great, and Porzing and putting Porzingis is finally healthy. They're yeah. going to be solid. You know, you can never count out Kawhi, but there there's not a team that has two strong, solid players yeah. with height. Portland's I, got two solid players, 
but they don't have height. While we're talking about who's got what, I saw another quote today where Adam Silver was thinking about expanding the league. Uh, I don't know if there's enough talent for all that nonsense. There's not enough talent with the number of teams now. No. Yeah. There's people – I don't – I mean, we haven't even talked about, like, 20 other teams, 24 yeah. other teams. Like, nobody cares about half of these teams. The Falcons? Oh. Trey Young's going to – Trey Young might rot there. Yeah. Well, I, and, you know what I mean? And I, I was say I've never liked Trey Young's game. Not, not, not even Oklahoma. Never um, liked his game. He's a scorer and he's undersized. I got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for those guys. But he, <laughs> he, he has way too many turnovers in, in, in any game. Yeah, yeah, he does. But he can shoot you back in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah shoot you right but, back in it. <laughs> Most definitely. So, uh, okay, so I ask this: So, do you think that Adam Silver is thinking of expansion because of uh, the possibility of the Seattle Sonics? Well, um, he, he wants he wants to make right with Seattle. That, yeah. That's his goal. That's what I'm thinking too. So, but if we add Seattle, that will make give, what 33 teams. Give him Sacramento. Slide Sacramento up there. They haven't been relevant in 20 years. They don't. They don't want their team to start with. So I mean, no yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they they don't support that team. Yeah, and then also they too, I was hearing Vegas since, since C Web and then left. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't like professional teams in Vegas. It's too close, too easy. Sure. I don't like the Raiders move there. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't either. Athletes are competitors anyways. Like, why do you want to give them that, like, at their back door? Yeah, that's true. You know? Could you imagine if the Chicago Bulls turned into the Las Vegas Bulls in the 90s? Michael Jordan might not be Michael Jordan. There will be no championships for the Las Vegas Bulls. There might be one or two, but Maybe. after, yeah, I mean – I don't know I think probably the first big would have happened, but not the second. Yeah, that was like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, exactly. and Chuck would have been a Chicago Bull in like 1993. <laughs> when, instead of going to Phoenix, he'd have gone to Chicago. Exactly. Even yeah. him, Mike, Scotty. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I still love the story that, that, that Mike tells about when he got Robin out of Vegas for his vacation in the midseason. You know, yeah. he was Robin right. in Vegas at, for, exactly. for 72 hours straight, you, you know there wasn't any water being drank. So yeah. uh, apparently when he came back to, to get back at them, mm-hmm. um, George's like, okay, you know, I think it was Phil that said, okay, y'all, y'all go do the Indian drill and run a couple laps. And then when it's Dennis's turn, just haul ass and mm-hmm. don't, don't let him catch you. And they did that. Mike was hitting back and he saw Rodden just bolt. Dude had to be drunker than a skunk and was still beating them all up. <laughs> that part in that part in the last dance where that director the director was talking to Mike uh, and he goes, uh, "Did he come back?" And Mike's like, "No, we had to go get his ass." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "And I'm not going to tell you what was in Dennis's bed. I'm not going to say what was in Dennis's bed." <laughs> yeah. Let's just say it wasn't just criminal. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> no. But I thought it I found it fascinating that Carmen Electra uh she quoted that when her and Dennis would go on their sex capades that they would go to the practice facility and go all over the practice facility. I'm like, I hope they wiped it down. Boy, I'm sure those guys are like, dang it, man. Definitely pre COVID. That. <laughs> dang it. Oh man, that is hilarious. Who's saying the rest of the team wasn't there? Ah. 
Yeah. Rodman is known to uh the jokes are falling flat tonight, guys. You okay? Is it is it hey, too man. much? Is it, are we going too close to the edge here? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, hey, I assure just, you. I assure you, if we were sitting in your backyard and your children were in bed, this is how we'd be talking to you. So (laughs) you wanted a backyard feel, you wanted Sandlot Sports, and here we are. Here it is, baby. We just just got back from the hotel five hours ago, so. Sandlot Sports after hours. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Well, shit, you you aren't letting your kids listen to this stuff, are you? (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Got to learn them somehow. Be like, kids, this is why I am the way I am. These are the people I talked to in high school. And, uh, it's all their fault. All their fault. My formative years are spent with people like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, we're, I, I think we're all in agreement that the Lakers are going to win a, a title this year. And, yeah. and, uh, and in all honesty, it makes – it'll allow Braun to ch- to tie Duncan and Kobe. But yeah. he, he – I don't think he's touching MJ. I don't think – It's ironic how you mentioned two people who stayed with their teams their entire career. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, it is true. Uh, and Kobe went through a really shitty spell. It was terrible. Yeah. It was very terrible yeah. there in LA for a while. Talk, talk about, you know, and beat up teammates and cussed them out and verbally and mentally abusive. None of that worked. And then they signed Pau Gasol. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to yeah. he tried the Jordan effect and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, I Some still, of those things I Kobe believe. said though. I know. Oh I yeah. Jordan, Jordan said it in practice. Kobe would say it to whoever asked him. I know. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but my thing is, but, what what's up with like, what's up with these lead like 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 the team captains or the team leaders and them wanting to like beat up their teammates? It's like you do know that you you want them to be mentally prepared for the games. You beating them up, don't think it's gonna Marines. work. Same thing as the Marines. They break you to fix you. They break you to think, fix you. I, they break you think, to make you the way they want you. Yeah, that, that's Everybody's fine. not if like Mike. You, you and I, in your mic. We aren't like Mike, though. No, but they're going to get the best out of us. I'd let it happen until he punched me like Steve Kerr. I had to knee him on the balls. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't cool. I guess Steve was getting in his ribs, though. Yeah. Oh, yes. Steve was. Steve was. Steve's no joke. So. Steve, no. Steve's an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He can shoot. One of the better athletes that time period is Danny Ainge. Danny so? Ainge. Oh, Danny Ainge oh. is uh, drafted in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's uh, right. I believe he was All State football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All State quarterback out of Oregon, I think, right? Something like that. Yep. And yep. then, along with being a what fifteen year vet, coach, GM, like. Yeah. And you tell me a, a, a tougher man you don't want to mess with than Danny Ainge. He would fight anyone the top of a hat. He didn't care. I thought him yeah. and Mike were going to fight when the Suns and Bulls were playing each other, yeah. and he kind of backed down from that. He yelled yeah. at them, but then they just kind of went to oh. Maybe they both knew it was going to get ugly because he was a Boston. Me, I would take John Stockton over Danny A. Too. Oh, absolutely. John, I, John Stockton was strong as an ox, you man. You wouldn't take John Stockton over Danny Ainge on the football field, and you probably wouldn't take John Stockton no. over Danny Ainge on the basketball field. I was just talking about overall athlete. Overall athlete, I, just, I read an article about that the other day where he was, like, highly ranked in three sports. Yeah, I remember. 
I remember reading about that too. Yeah. And that, that's something that doesn't happen nowadays. I mean, it's no. very rare that you have an athlete now that does not specialize. They're being right. separated by the time they're 10, 12 years old. Yep. Exactly. And oh, the, the on one, this is what you're good at. The, the one guy I can think of that, that did not specialize is Russell Wilson. Mm. Yeah, I can see he could play baseball. Yeah. He was drafted. Yeah, no, I, but I think was, a lot of people get yeah. drafted. I could see Russell playing baseball. I think yeah, he was drafted like the first round. Yeah. I've never seen him play baseball, but he just seems one of those guys that he just does things and you get mad at him because he's good at everything he picks up. And it takes <laughs> you a minute to figure it out and he just starts being good. Yeah. But um damn it, damn it Russ. Yeah, didn't um Kyle Murray get drafted too? Or oh no, yeah. no, he didn't go in the draft, did he? Uh the, the I'm MLB draft. Sure so, you know you can take a flyer on somebody and just kind of like hold their rights. Mm, okay. I think I think they might have done something like that. Yeah. Somebody's got Kyler Murray. Right. I think it was the Oakland A's. Yeah, it was, it was I think you're absolutely that, right. Yeah. Yeah. Take a flyer. You know, you could blow out your ACL in football and still play baseball. Yeah. I hate to say that. That sounds really crappy, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's two out of the three hours you're standing around spitting, talking through your glove and grabbing body parts. So. Yeah. Hopefully yours. I, they need to shot clock that shit. I'm sorry. I used to watch yeah. baseball growing up, and it was not this long. It was not this long. Well, and part, part of the problem with baseball nowadays is not, not just the, the pitch clock that, that they're on. It's the fact that no one really swings. You, you've got, you've got the, the one category where they swing at everything and the one category where they don't, they don't swing at anything. And, and so because of that, the at-bats take forever. <laughs> they finally limited the step-outs. Where you can step out of the box, yeah. I know they they well, put they, a limit on that. Finally, they had to. I mean, they you had uh, Yankee Red Sox games on ESPN running past midnight. Yep, and it nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants no. to see that. Some guy standing with their foot in the box, leaning back, tweaking their bat, touching their gloves between every pitch. Nobody, I don't. Nobody cares. It's just it makes it really hard to watch. And MTV ruined everybody's attention span. We all got about three minutes and thirty seconds. Y'all need to figure it out. <laughs> So, but, but going back to what we were talking about the NBA, so again, the, the Lakers coming out of the West. Who's coming out of the East? Does it matter? I mean, it, I mean, we have to pick a team, BJ. So we have to pick, pick somebody. All, all we're doing is picking which cow is going to the slaughterhouse. A cow is going. It doesn't matter which one. One of them gets cut up today. It doesn't matter. It could be any. It could be Detroit. Who cares? They're going to get beat. Well. Okay, so it, it, it may not matter in the grand scheme of things for the championship this year, but I think it matters with regards to who's going to be good in the future. Because I no, think if, right. Gianna, if Giannis doesn't make the finals, he ain't going to attract talent to, my, to Milwaukee, and he's stuck there. Yeah, he really picked a bad free agent year to sign that contract. He was the free agent, and everybody yeah. else was, you know um, – so he's got to kind of, like you said, perform this year and hope somebody comes in the next couple seasons. Yeah. And that, that's a real big gamble in a, being a professional athlete. That's yeah. true. Um, I, my, my, my three teams uh, were Boston, Philly, and Brooklyn. The thing about well, it no is – No Miami? No Miami? I, no, I don't, you don't see believe Miami. I don't see Miami coming out of East this year. I think, really? honestly, I think that – the bubble, the whole neutral site thing gave them an advantage, me me personally. But I don't think that they're going to come out of the East this time. 
I don't. I think that I I think that last year or last season was luck, in my opinion. Not I mean they played their ass off, yes, but I think if it was a normal playoff setting, I don't think they. I think that they would beat uh, the Pacers, but I don't think they would beat Milwaukee if it was a normal uh, setting. No, no, who was the second team they played? Was it Milwaukee or uh, was it who's the second team? That uh, the Heat play in the semifinals to to go to uh, beat Milwaukee in the in the you know no no I gotta be sick okay no they played Milwaukee the second um, in the in in the semifinals they played Milwaukee if they would have if if it was a normal playoff setting and they would have went to Milwaukee and played the first game in Milwaukee I think Milwaukee would have beat them four games to one I really do. I mean, not for well, me, five games, five games. And there, there's something about the bubble that, and, and not just the bubble, but just the COVID year in general. To me, it's almost like it's talent against talent because mm-hmm. you don't have the guys that are feeding off the crowd. Right. You don't have the crowd. I mean, like in football, you don't have the crowd jacking up snap counts, anything like that. Right. So it's talent versus talent, which makes the Miami thing really interesting because if, if you want to just look at it that if it's just them playing then Miami's talent won out right which yeah. which tells me that they have a better chance this year than than you would think that they would mm-hmm. I don't know being and and I, I don't know kind of what the NBA is gonna look like come May and yeah. will, will there be play people in the sands or not but that's why we're, we're kind of just grasping at straws right now what we're talking about there could be a couple big moves in the work you know Every couple of years is a decent NBA trade deadline situation happening. Something interesting. Yeah. And uh, um, with the hard with the hard meltdown and rumbling that's happening. Dude. I, I think he's got to be limiting his market. He has to be limiting yeah. his market. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he I, I think he only wants to go to Brooklyn. I think he he's saying other teams just to to keep you know the, everyone going, but I think he only wants to go to Brooklyn. Him, and Kyrie, they, and and KD. That's just too much crazy and sensitive in is. one locker room. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's like Hideo Kojima crazy level. So I mean, yeah, that's a cluster just waiting to explode, man. Could you imagine being any level of coach other than Phil Jackson trying to manage that train wreck? No, no. I heard cats for a living, and I want no piece of that. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. Like I don't even think Popovich will be able to keep them in check. Popovich has some like good-tempered players. Yeah, you know, see, that, that, I I feel like he brings in a certain kind of guy. Like Tim Duncan mm-hmm. helps set the tone because he is like, man, if if I bet you Tim Duncan, if you licked his finger, it tastes like an envelope. Like it's just so <laughs> basic and bland and like, <laughs> um. But I don't, I don't know if you ever, okay. I don't know if you ever seen him interviewed or like not doing basketball stuff. He's actually pretty funny. Like he's, <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty dry. Like he's got a good sense of humor. Ginobili seemed to be a pretty good personality. Yeah. Tony Parker. But, but that, that, that's, that was the beauty of Pop, though, because yeah. he worked with Buford so much to get the right guys in there. Yeah. They never really tried to, tried to stretch. They never, I mean, yeah, they brought in um, Aldridge and, and Kawhi. And, and, and Aldridge you know. is like Tim Duncan 2.0. Like yeah. Tim Duncan, if, if you blew some pepper on that envelope, 
that would be Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> like he's but, he's got a little touch more attitude than Tim Duncan might have. Yeah. But like, but they, but same fundamental basketball player. They always brought in people that would work from a culture perspective. Right. Yep. The talent may not have always been to that level. I mean, with with the Rosen, it's just not there like it used to be. Yeah. That's how but, you get through injuries. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. Culture gets you through injuries. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, um. With that being said, I like you. I think you're right when you say that Harden is limiting the teams that he can go to. And honestly, I just don't see him being a fit, not only with the Nets, but I'm hearing Boston. Boston, you just had Kyrie. Why would you take the chance to have Harden to come in to do similar to exact same thing? That is a good young coach. They risk destroying. Brad Stevens, if they bring James yeah. Harden to Boston, absolutely, that's a good young coach. He's got those the younger players buying into what he's saying. Like, absolutely, leave that situation alone. Build absolutely. through the draft. Sign somebody that doesn't have mental health problems. Like, I don't. Like, it's just a. Uh, absolutely, you. He's causing problems. Right. He's causing real problems. Absolutely, yeah. but they have to get Harden out of Houston because eventually, <laughs> I can see Demarcus Cousins punching him in the damn face. Because right now you can tell that um, the the new coach, I forgot his first name, but Silas, Coach Silas, and John Wall and those guys, they want to move forward. They're like, hey, you don't want to be here? Bro, it's cool. Let's dap it up. You go where you need to go. We want to keep this train moving. But James Harden is the type of person to where if I don't get what I want when I want it, I'm going to start doing things. Because and that's how he was raised. He's a spoiled brat. Right. Right. Is exactly so. so and, why don't and they, I, why I don't they tell him Martin. to shut up and dribble? Why don't they tell Harden to shut up and dribble? Like that's who you tell to shut up and dribble. Absolutely. You don't tell LeBron. <laughs> you don't tell LeBron who's out in the community building like uh, centers and in, in schools for these families and kids to shut up and dribble. Tell James Harden to shut up and dribble. That'd be perfect. It, Everybody's it, like, it's, but all communities would come together and say, "Yes, James Harden, shut up." Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, he he yeah. literally. Dribbles a lot. It doesn't move the balls. I don't know if that'd be a good thing to do. He, <laughs> he is every YMCA ever player I've ever been with on the court. Dude. Like, it is, Yo, he it, is, bro. Man, is. so wait. So you want me to run from one free throw line to the other free throw line to watch you dribble from different angles? Like, that's what I'm doing today? James, I'm open, open. You're not going to pass to me. Yeah, yeah, wave me <laughs> off so you can dribble some more. I'm in here in the corner because – because the other the guy that was guarding me is over there walking up to you to try to steal the ball because he knows you aren't going to pass it. Like, he's a YMCA player. Like, I work eight hours a day, and then I come out here to have fun, and all I do is jog for three hours. <laughs> Dorian, you asked me the other day, um, you know, is AAU kind of destroying the game of basketball? And the answer is yes. Yeah. The, these guys come up through AAU, and the only way to, to get recruited – for one semester in college is to score. You know, right. it's just like, you know, baseball players in Cuba. You ain't walking off the island. You got to swing away. And right. that's what these guys are doing. It's just shoot, shoot, shoot. Look at me. You know, give me, give me a scholarship for a semester in college. Who gives Look a shit about AAU's everything else? Yeah. Yep. AU is giving us LeBron and his uh, cornucopia of teammates where he just picks and puts whatever he wants in there. It's giving us Tweetzilla and Kevin Durant, who's just like one of the most sensitive 
people I've ever seen in professional sports. Absolutely. And then you got Kyrie burning sage all over the stadium. I've never seen a weirder group. It's like something out of the 70s. I'm waiting for World Be Free to walk out of the locker room or something. He was, he was keeping the negativity away. He was in Boston, so. Yeah. Well, keeping the negativity away in Boston to, is a full-time job. And then he wants to be a superstar, so he leaves Cleveland. Then he gets to be a superstar, and he sucks at that. So then he gets mad at that, forces his way out of there, gets traded to um, the Nets, and he's gone like full midlife crisis at 26 years old. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm going to say this, and y'all can agree with it or not. Kyrie is not the, the brightest bulb in, in the lamp. Any dude that thinks the earth is flat he just needs to shut up and dribble. <laughs> yeah, I, when Charles Barkley said that, I was like, I was like, damn, Charles, you know, you're borderline Republican, but I got to agree with you. <laughs> Charles, is, Charles is suspect. Yeah, Charles is a suspect. He came from Alabama back in the day. He's he's a little suspect. He's, Bessemer, right. Alabama. That have you ever been yeah. to Bessemer? I've been there. Dude. No, is it? I'm talking about. It makes it makes Leesburg look like Atlanta. I'll just say that. <laughs> Should we go there and sell stop signs? <laughs> exactly. I've been through there one time. I'm like, dude, like this is like. Some like these hills have eyes type of shit, bro. Like it's did you hear the banjos for our older fans? <laughs> <laughs> All I knew is that we stopped at uh we stopped at uh one of those gas stations to to get some gas or snacks and we were out of there in like five minutes tops. You know. Why'd you yeah, go yeah. through Alabama intentionally? Huh? Why'd you go through Alabama intentionally? <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, I have family members to live there, there. Right? huh? First, co- first cousin marriage is legal, and they're like fiftieth in education. <laughs> you think there's any correlation in those two stats, or am I just crazy? <laughs> I think you're up to something. I don't want to pile on on. I don't want to pile on the folks from Alabama too much, but let's just say um, I got the vibe that I wasn't welcome in Bessemer, so I was ready to go. So they know where they're coming from. Times we eat my boy. <laughs> They know where they're from. <laughs> they, oh my well, goodness! Well, well, they didn't say oh anything goodness. to me. They were just staring at me, at, at me and my, my my family members. We were just like, hey, "Let's hurry up and get some gas, and let's uh, mosey on out of here." Can yeah, so, we push yeah. the car out of, you, you out of here? <laughs> you felt like a microwave popcorn bag. You couldn't hear it, and you couldn't see it, but you felt it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, on, yeah. on that wonderful note, I think we should probably call, call it a night. Um, America. Oh, we should, guys. We should. <laughs> so, yeah, so if I don't talk to you guys between now and then, have a great Merry Christmas. Um, if you celebrate Winter Solstice, that was yesterday. And, you know, we'll, we'll celebrate the, the one religion that actually has trees and bulbs and stars at the top. <laughs> Happy Saturnalia. <laughs> Happy Holidays. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> All right, peace. Have a good one. Bye.